You remember the first time you met your wife, Morena? Because the dream remembers exactly what you and your undisputed bullies did to him like it was yesterday. Don't you? I mean, it was brilliant. You take the dream to the very top of a trailer, right? And then you throw me off. Trying to break my back. Trying to take the dream's career. Mm, what if someone took something from you? Yeah. You have a wife and you have a little boy. What if something happened to you? I can promise you, Roderick Strong, that if anything ever happened to you, someone, somewhere, would fulfill all of Morena's dreams. Think about it. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to The War Report, where we talk about men and women fighting each other to predetermined outcomes on a Wednesday night. I am your host, Mirjani, and of course, I'm always joined by Cyrus. Cyrus, what's going on? How you doing? <laughs> that was a good intro. Uh, I'm feeling good. Uh, it's been a, a good and very eventful uh, week in wrestling, you know, from the last time we recorded. And we have a lot of stuff to talk about, including... Takeover Portland. Yeah, Takeover Portland rumor uh, has it that it's on Sunday. Uh, a lot of people think it's on a Saturday. Uh, as you're listening yeah. to this, uh, please uh, do not try to watch it on Saturday. It will not be on. Uh, why? It's <laughs> going to be on Sunday. Uh, for the plans you canceled and rescheduled for Sunday, <laughs> you might want to switch it over. Well, I know that some people well, might have Valentine's Day plans. And... Um, if you're delaying them for, you know, to watch TakeOver on Saturday, uh, do not do that. Take your boo out to uh, Cheesecake Factory, Seasons 52, or an Applebee's if you like that. I know some people do do like that. Uh, they have some good appetizers from what I hear. I've not been in a long time. But, um, you know, maybe you're doing your Netflix and chill. Maybe you're doing something like that. But uh, yeah. Just vibing at the crib, you know. Five at the crib, you know what I mean? Uh, maybe you're cooking something. Please don't burn it. Uh, don't, you know, please, like, YouTube something. Uh, I can definitely speak this from experience. Uh, and, and try to make it before she, he or she comes over. Let's get into In the, tr in the Trenches real fast, uh, of course, because uh, Brandy Rhodes called into the... Observer on Monday, and she talked about the ending of the Nightmare Collective. Let me just uh, read a quote real fast. She said, I think the big misconception in AD and AEW made changes uh, that she'd made changes. Not at all. I did uh, 100% because if we were going to do something, I want to be happy with it, and I was not happy with it. I wasn't happy with me in it. I wasn't happy with other people as far as they were being perceived and portrayed. Um, she also, like before that, said that it was initially, you know, made for Kong. And she mentioned the, you know, the cutting of the hair. And then she went into, like, Kong not feeling great. And um, it also explains kind of the uh, visionettes that she was doing on Twitter uh, all of a sudden, mm -hmm. she was having the therapy sessions and everything like that. So the night, you know, people who were watching Dark and wondered why uh, Mel and Luther attacked Kong all of a sudden, out of the blue, uh, Nightmare Collective was over. Uh, if you if it hasn't made clear, she also uh, posted a video on Twitter of her, you know, burning her Nightmare Collective uh, regala there. So, Cyrus, yeah. uh, what are your thoughts on uh, this Nightmare Collective story and this perceived uh, tiff with um, Brandy? Um, I will say that she, we, I, well, I won't say we, I will say I, I'm de I was definitely fooled. 
Um, I thought this was just them listening to fans and them just doing us a favor and just get ridding, getting rid of the Nightmare Collective altogether, you know, due to just, you know, all the complaints that they were getting about being too similar to the, uh, the Dark Order. And it just turns out that it's just like a mismatch in the creative in, AE, uh, in AEW. And I was talking about it with a friend. Um, and it's just, uh, the news came out that Tony Khan will, you know, be a little more uh, on the creative side. And I just think with this power struggle that we're kind of seeing, but, you know, it's not it's not in the uh it's not in our face yet but you can see that there is sort of a uh like a power struggle and just like a clash of ideas and you know stuff not really coming together all uh all in aew and i think this is definitely the start of it um after we recorded the episode last week um they uh i think the report or just somebody just said that like kenny was a really part of the episode that week or, you know, really in charge that week. And then, therefore, we saw a lot of Joshi wrestlers. And it was just like, you know, that does make sense that, like, soon as, you know, Kenny takes control, we see a lot of these girls, uh, these women, sorry, from these promotions that he is, you know, like, from or, like, very familiar with. And it just makes me think, like, I think... Uh, AEW creative needs to like gets like they need to get some other people because this clash of like you know letting wrestlers have a, a lot of control in their creative and the elite just being pals and stuff i don't really think they're like shooting each other down on ideas that they have so i think they're going to need a third party i think tony khan is that third party but let's say tony khan tells jericho Maybe we should do something else. Jericho, a veteran in the game, what do you know, Money Mark? And then, you know, just shrugs him off or, you know, well, money just leaves. That Money Mark is right in the checks. So, I mean. Yeah, you know but like, I mean? you know, I think, uh, personally, I think Jericho can go back to the E anytime he wants or okay. just, you know, just do the, you know, just solo New Japan thing. So I just think, like, uh, I think there's going to be a lot of trouble with this creative and i think that once we see this power struggle really hit the forefront and you know it's like in the news and stuff like that you know there aew is going to look a lot different uh when that happens in my opinion i thought about this a little bit um when the interview happened and i thought it was kind of not funny but like Brandy went on Wrestle Observer Live, and then Cody did a uh, interview with the Observer, kind of reiterating the creative process. And it, the uh, reports have been out there that Tony has been a little bit more hands on, and you could see that in the show. You could, ex especially because I think this Dynamite this week is a lot better, probably the best that I've seen them, because everything flowed like it wasn't. And I don't know if it was because Cody wasn't on the show, and I'm not blaming him for any mm -hmm. creative stuff, but like when you see Cody, his segments uh, definitely feel different than they do on the show. Like he, you can yeah. tell that like different guys kind of book different things, but you know from what I've read, Cody um, Tony Khan is very hands on with kind of like. Um, the championship segments, um, the yeah. Hangman, uh, Kenny thing that's been going on. Like, there's actual storylines and concrete things that are happening on the show where it doesn't feel when they first started um, that it would feel like you were you were watching. They were trying to cater to too many people. Too many people. Yeah, I, I feel felt like. Um, Thinking about Brandy and what she said is, I think it was also kind of surprising for me because if you looked at it at face value, you're like, okay, this is a Brandy vanity project. But she also said, like, I'm not a wrestler. I'm not really desiring to be a full time wrestler. She's the CBO, so she can't do that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it would look really, really bad. And also, 
I think it kind of echoes the issues that a lot of people have with AOW's uh, women's division. Um, they are starting to try to flesh out more characters. Like you see Britt Baker have, uh, you know, more segments trying to get her heel character over. Uh, but a lot I of think it's where I think it's really working. It, it is. I, I think it's working also. And I think it's a slow process. Um, I think this was also a good call with the nightmare collective and ending it right away because one, they were getting no fan reactions to it. That's really bad when you get go away heat or mm-hmm. no heat at all. And two, listening to this interview, you could tell that Brandy kind of wasn't into it. Like even with her, like go back and watch her promos and stuff like that. She, you could tell she wasn't into it. She was trying her hardest, but you can definitely tell that something was missing. Then now I know why. Like because yeah, this is wasn't really what she wanted. Uh, and just like I get it, but it's just like at the same time, like. I don't know. Like, uh, this was also talked about on the A show, but just, you know, just a different point of view here. But I'm just going to, uh, different point of view, but I'm going to have to agree with J5 what he said on that show. You do not want your C, uh, your CBO going on some radio show, basically, like, quote unquote, like, you know, kind of like burying your collective or like, you know, like, I don't think that's a, like a kind of a productive way to, like, you know, solve the issue to, like, address it like in front of like the whole world you know um so my friend said i was wilding and i was being ridiculous but i do think that tony khan being part of their creative might be something good for aew no i I definitely agree with you um from what i understand tony khan really studied a lot of wcw nitro and like how their storylines are formatted. Like, he really is... I mean, some people might come call him a money mark, and maybe that'd be warranted, depending on yeah. who you talk to. But, like, he really does study the craft. Like, I will give him that. Like, he really um, is an avid wrestler fan, and it looks like the show is starting to... You know, they're starting to get it together a little bit. Like, it, I'm starting yeah. to watch it, and... It's not all pomp and cir- circumstance. Uh, it's, you know what I mean? Like, there's actual substance to the show and actual things that you can get behind. Uh, mm-hmm. Like an a la Moxley versus Jericho, a.k.a. versus all of, you know, the inner circle. Yeah. Or, you know, um, even, you know, we'll talk about, like, Riho's title reign a little bit, but uh, even kind of like Nyla Rose and how they rebuilt her. To, to win the mm-hmm. title. Uh, you know, it takes time. Uh, you know, I admit, like, maybe it, you can't... They have to get all... They all have to get on the same page. Uh, if yeah. I, I hate to compare to WWE, but I, I would seldom hear uh, a Paul Heyman or Bruce Prichard uh, or maybe Triple H kind of go on and rib each other about storyline stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that's just kind of an unspoken or like maybe Vince or Stephanie. You know, that's just kind of an unspoken rule where like you don't do that. Like especially when you're a high ranking uh, in position like they are. So you know, I f- that's another part where I feel like it's lessened a little bit, but. I feel like they still have problems where, you know, one person says one thing, uh, another vice president says another thing, and it seems like yeah. they're not all in the room together. They're they're all in one big group chat. <laughs> but I think uh, we could get the dust off our bodies and then just uh, go into uh, AEW this week. Yeah, uh, let's start with, it's the end of the Riho era. Um, she's no longer champion. Thank God. What did I say, baby? I said I think two weeks ago. Let's go. I figured Come that. On, yeah, I figured. I, I didn't. Okay, I'm gonna be honest. I didn't think that it was gonna happen here. Uh, I didn't think that she was gonna drop the title. I thought she was gonna wait till Revolution. But Nyla Rose mm. is now your women's champion. Uh, you know they've been like I said they've been building her slow. 
uh, especially with the tables and her making her a monster again, which I felt like they flubbed on, uh, especially with like that when she threat match way back when. Yeah, uh, all all is right in the world, man. Yeah. Uh, I don't know who call it was on creative to have her finally win it, but thank God. Uh, it, it's kind of weird to see, you know, uh, like the heel fight from under to like regain their title shot. Like, I don't think that uh, happens fairly often. It's usually like the baby face gets beat, beaten down and, you know, you have to build them back up and stuff like that. But I'm okay with the reverse here. Nyla Rose finally wins it. My dreams come true. <laughs> I thought there was a, a really good match between them too. Uh, I mean, they did a power a power spot with Riho. Uh, that's you mm-hmm. know with the the belly the belly. I like that they uh, kept them to a minimum. Yeah, uh, but yeah, right. Like I, you know, she was in going the first... crazy their first match with those, and like they made it. They adjusted the booking here, which I will give them credit for, and made Manila the monster. Not, not sell any of it. Yeah. And that's what it should have been from the start. Like, Nyla Rose is sh- shrugging off those forearm strikes that just doesn't look like they're impactful at all. And Riho does get, like, you know, the... Uh, you know, kind of the second win thing, but then she's cut at the knees, and then Nyla Rose just like finishes the job. I, I, uh, I thought this match was really good. Finally, you know, a really good outcome. Cyrus booking comes true. Uh, thank you, AEW, and I'm excited to see who's going to be next. Uh, I'll probably have to look at the rankings or like the new rankings that come out uh, later this week. I'm not sure, but um, I'm excited to see what uh, what happens next. Yeah, I like the little thing in the back where, she, you know, uh, a bulk of the women's division were there, like Big Swole and Chris Statlander and Britt Baker. She's like, oh, Nobody, yeah. And she's like, nobody's going to celebrate with me. You know what I mean? Like, I, I like that. Like, they've established Nyla Rose as a dominant heel again. Thank God they did this. Uh, I I love uh I love the uh, the backstage uh, segment with Nyla Rose just being like, yo, where's my congratulations? You know, yeah. that was really good. ALW has a new challenger this week. Uh, it was it was weird because they did a vision that um, basically after after Jericho does like a heavily hinted promo that obviously like is going to be Jeff Cobb in the inner circle and again just Jericho just blowing his load again just like make it a surprise you okay. know okay um, just a little background on this. Uh, Jeff Cobb is not under contract with Ring of Honor. He did not sign an extension, so he's essentially a freelancer. From what nice. I read before I got on, before we got on, Jeff Cobb only has an agreement through next week with AOW. He's not signed the contract. So for what for what we know, the Jeff Cobb Moxley match that is scheduled for next week could be his only match in AOW. But then again, he's the hired gun of Chris Jericho. Uh, I mean, they I think this will be a good pickup for AEW. No, they definitely need power guys, uh, especially with the rumors that you know Matt Hardy can go there uh, in March. Uh, Luke Harper, mm-hmm. uh, I like. I mean, I like his work in uh, New Japan. Uh, I you know I really liked. The Jeff Cobb would well Osprey match that they had. Uh, he's agile. He, you know, he's a big guy mm-hmm. that could move around. Uh, I wasn't really thrilled about him being the higher gun of Chris Jericho, especially after yeah. learning that he'd only um, had this extension. You know, this extension through next week. You know what I mean? Like because that means that I'm like, okay. He's, I guess Moxley's going to run through him as well. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't yeah. want... If you're going to have Jeff Cobb on the show... That is definitely the, show, the case. Yeah, if you're going to have Jeff Cobb on the show, like, I wouldn't have him lose. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I have a problem with him being a higher gun because we already seen, like, the higher gun thing with MJF and uh, Butcher and the Blade. Also, is just, like... 
Moxley has beaten up everybody in the inner circle except uh, Jake Yeager, uh, who will have a match at Revolution. Um, so they bring in a new guy for him to beat. And it's just like, you don't really have to do that. Um, I, I think like they're a good pickup, but I, I'm not too, uh, like I'm not too fond of the position that he'll be put in uh, come next week. Everybody's throwing dough around, man. Like Jericho's throwing mm-hmm. dough to get outside Jeff Cobb. MJF is getting the butcher and blade. Like, yeah, just throwing dough around and uh, AOW to like hire some guys. I'm like, geez, like you need another hired gun to take out Moxley. Like you have five guys already. You know what I mean? <laughs> Moxley already already beat up all of them. Except J.K. Yeah, it's just like, how many more guys you need? You had uh, a situation where you had the five of you, and then you have five random guys, and you couldn't take down Moxley. That's ten people. And then now you're like, all right, I got to get Jeff Cobb to get this guy. Like, I don't, I, I don't get it. But hopefully uh, Moxley brings it home, because personally, I'm very tired of this feud. <laughs> two more weeks man. like because you know they have an interaction every week like give me some space like the cody and mjf stuff like there is no reason why moxley should be like beating up somebody in the inner circle for you know four weeks straight now like it, it don't make no sense to me and then like one week he beat him in a brawl and then he beat him again in the match and it's just like all right He's taking out eyes, too, and I wanted to kind of rope into JR speaking to Santana. This was very yeah. peculiar to me because I'm like, is Santana the face here? Because he's, you know, telling the uh, story about, you know, him 10 years ago being in this dark place. And then about his father who was going blind. So it's. Mm-hmm. correlating to him, you know, Moxley taking out his eye. And uh, I'm like, all right, who are they trying to put over here? Because, like, Moxley definitely comes off more heelish now. Because, like, now, like, Santana's yeah. telling, like, this he know, very gave him, gave him, story. like, yeah, like, uh, this is, like, uh, the Tim Storm promo in uh, NWA Power. And it's just like, okay, like, there's like the super heartfelt story. Why would I root for Moxley after this? But uh, it was a very good promo, but I thought the match wasn't that great. Um, it, it just seemed like the same match that he had with Ortiz uh, last week. Yeah, that, I, I mean, same, listen, uh, earlier this week, uh, there was uh, New Japan. Why, why do I keep forgetting? It's not the structure. It's not. New Beginnings? It was New Beginnings, yes. And uh, Mox fought uh, Minoru Suzuki. And it was a very hardcore, uh, stiff-striking match where Moxley beat Suzuki. Uh, I didn't think Suzuki was going to win. But, which is funny, and this is a sidebar, Suzuki's doing a lot of U.S. shows. So maybe, like, you know... New Japan sure. could have yeah. put the title on somebody that could defend it in the U.S. But I get it. Uh, you know, minor quibbles. So, Moxley gets attacked by Zack Sabre Jr. Um, I've, I'm have i going to bring this up because I've said this before. I think that Moxley in New Japan works way better than ALW. I get it. He, you know, comes off as... Uh, somebody had basically said like he's very Stone Cold Steve Austin esque, and uh, oh ALW. man, that comparison, yawn. <laughs> but um, I think in New Japan, his style just it just fits better there, and plus he has better dance partners too. He has people like Ishii, yeah. he has people like Goto, uh, Minoru Suzuki. So like, what do you think? Like, do you th- kind of level with that school of thought? right there like do you think that he works better in new japan yeah uh i think i said uh i think i said it before on the show uh i definitely like his work in new japan more uh i liked some of his g1 matches like uh his dance partners are definitely like much better like everybody's infinitely better than you know sammy guevara or you know pride and powerful especially uh in singles competition 
Um, yeah, uh, I, I think he, I, I definitely think he has more fun in New Japan. So I, I do think his New Japan work is much better than the AEW stuff. We'll see what happens after, you know, once he gets some new dance partners. Because at this point, I'm pretty much tired of seeing him beat up the inner circle. And I just want him to take the title already. Uh, so we'll see after Revolution on, like, uh, how I feel about Moxley again. Or, like, uh, come his next feud, whoever it may be. Yeah, I'm, I'm wondering what heels they throw his way afterwards. Because, like... It can't be this long thing. Like, if he wins the title, he can't. Like, well, the inner circle's going after him again. I was like, we do, we've already seen it. Like, we've already seen yeah. um, him run through everybody. So, like, what's the fun of, like, seeing him versus Jake Hager or, you know, even Sammy Barr yet again? You know what I mean? Like, uh, don't need it. No, I don't. Uh, I agree. Uh, so, let's talk about Britt Baker. She continues to mock Tony Schiavone. <laughs> uh, they questioned uh, what happened with Yuka last week. She uh, basically said that Yuka had ripped one cake. of her teeth out. <laughs> nice little yeah. dentist, dentist nod there, um, and of course she, you know, she says that she's a role model with two degrees. I know Chris didn't like that. They they uh, basically bombarded that ALW tweet with Bailey. Uh, gifts. <laughs> so, I think we're either week three or week four of Brit's promos. Uh, how are you feeling about Brit right now? Um, not a, like these promos aren't the best. Uh, but she is getting a reaction. People do hate it. Um, like I, I, I do like some stuff about it. Like she's using the whole dentist thing that kind of annoys everybody at this point. And, you know, she's like using it as her advantage uh, to um, just annoy people all the time. And my thing is the role model thing. Uh, I don't know. It already struck a nerve with some people online, but uh, I, I think she should stick more to like the dentist stuff and, all you guys have like nasty teeth and I could definitely take care of that. Oh, but you're too poor. And you know, just uh, healing it up like that. It's certainly working, oh, like but a, unfortunately, like a female I don't see Isaac her. Gangle. Yeah. And unfortunately, since she's healed now, I don't see her winning or like uh, challenging for the title. Uh, yeah, you'd have a two, so. two heel problem. Yeah, so I think uh, I think Big Swole might be next up. She's the only face that I could currently think of. But uh, Britt Baker is doing some good stuff, even though the promos are okay. Yeah, Chris Statlander too. Oh, uh, has she been on Dark? I, uh, uh, she hasn't been around in a while. She'll be on Dark this upcoming week. Spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> okay, she'll be there. Fans love her too. Uh, she'll yeah, she'll be back around. I can see her doing that. Um, I like Brit with this heel thing. Not really sure where it's going, like you just said, because Nyla is now the champ, so you, I don't think you're going to have heel versus heel. Uh, you yeah. know, she she keeps on <laughs> harping on. You know what? You might as well lean into the dental thing. Why not? Yeah. You know I mean? just, go, just go on. Say everybody has ugly teeth. Say everybody has gingivitis. <laughs> Say everybody, you know, everybody has bad breath. You, like, pretty sure use some scientific people. term in in a textbook and just blow people's mind, make people feel stupid. You know, I think uh, I think like the dentist stuff is gonna like obviously annoyed us for a really long time. So I definitely think it's gonna work to her advantage as a heel. Uh to wrap uh, some, to ra- some stuff up. So next week we got steel cage match: Corley, Cody versus Wardlow. Finally see Wardlow in the ring. He did kind of beat up the Jurassic Express. Sorry to Jungle Boy there. Um, You also have the Lucha Brothers versus Omega and Hangman for the tag titles next week. Lucha Brothers get another shot. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, another shot. Um, I don't even know what to say. I don't either. Uh, I'm going to guess that they're going to lose. But... uh, (laughs) 
you know, just spitballing here. They're, they're probably going to take the L. Uh, and you also have a tag team battle royal with basically every tag team on the damn roster, uh, including Seema. He's coming back uh, for mm-hmm. a title shot at Revolution. I'm going to go ahead and, and say that I pretty much think the Young Bucks are going to win this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got no predictions for the Battle Royale. Uh, it's going to be long, so I'm probably going to have to hit the fast forward on that match. But uh, Revolution is like only a couple weeks away, and I think uh, they could have held off the uh, the Lucha Brothers and versus Hangman Page and whatever for that show. I don't think it would have disappointed anybody. Yeah, I... I mean, like, the Lucha Brothers, man, like, I, I was so excited for them, like, going to somewhere, <laughs> going to AEW, yeah. and now they just seem like they're just any other tag team. It's crazy. Yeah. It, it's, uh, it's definitely sad, <laughs> but I do, I do see them as tag, uh, tag champs someday. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I definitely think... If not by the end of summer, fall, I'll say that. Yeah, I had no problem with that. Let's jump into NXT because we have we've got to talk about a little bit about the show, and we got to give our damn predictions. Uh, mm-hmm. So, Dream and Roderick Strong, man. Uh, speaking of Valentine's Day, <laughs> Velveteen <laughs> Dream uh, again up the disrespect. Not only does he have on the tights, you know, call me up Martina. He has <laughs> on the tights not only Roddy, <laughs> Martina, and and Roddy's son. Yeah. That is uh, his son Troy. His son Troy. That is ultimate disrespect. Um, this man said, "I want your wife." That's wild. Um, I saw. I just saw right now that uh, some people are upset that Dream debuted uh, this week. I mean, uh, last week, and he's not going to have a match on uh, Takeover. There are six, and I'm just like, there are six. Everything was matches on the card already, man. I'm just like, you know, the Portland card was already in the books before you know Velveteen even returned, and you're just going to shove that match in. Sorry, but you know. The world got to move forward. Um, I I don't think a standard match is enough for this feud. I definitely think they should be taking it to like Tegan Knox and uh, Tegan Knox and Dakota Kai level. Like they should probably have like a steel cage or like a street fight or something. You know? I de- I, yeah, I definitely think this is going to end up being the best of three, and I think that uh, in my prediction, Dream is going to get even more disrespectful, and he's going to probably ask for. Uh... <laughs> Roddy's wife to be on the line or something like that. Like I just picture oh, that. Lord. Uh, Mar- Marina in a Shark Marina, Tank. Yeah. <laughs> He's gonna ask for Marina to be uh, the, either in a cage or like if I beat you, like, ringside. I get you know Marina to be you know to go out to dinner and something. Like we've seen that in the attitude. Oh right? my god! <laughs> Remember like Gold Dust and Marlena. I- uh, they, I could imagine Goldos lost, and he lost Marlena. <laughs> I think that that might happen here. Uh, I, I don't know, but listen, you have live TV. You can't burn every single <laughs> match on to take over Portland. I think that this is going to be a feud. First of all, you don't need a title for it. Second of all, you need something to carry them through uh, to Tampa. So, mm-hmm. like you said. Next week is not going to be the only match that they fight. It's going to be some crazy stipulation, and they're going to have you know their once and for all match at Takeover Tampa. I think. Yeah, uh, and definitely don't have an issue with that. Uh, you know, it, it sucks that this is like uh, it's most likely going to be a non-title match. But I think after, you know, uh, Velveteen wins this feud, he definitely will be challenging Keith Lee or... Yeah, I think he should challenge Keith Lee to uh, win back his North American championship. I don't know, man. I think that... 
I think that Velveteen is ready for the big title, man. I, I think that, you know, oh. like, not, he, not he, immediately. He gonna get it. But I think that... Oh, uh, he like, gonna get it... Uh, he gonna get it from Champa. Oh, okay. So early prediction that you think Champa's gonna win. <laughs> yeah, I definitely think Champa's gonna take it. Okay, that's pretty interesting. Um, I'm gonna ask overall: Do you think that this go home show created really a big hype for Takeover Portland? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think you know since Rhea Ripley is doing a lot of stuff on Raw, and you know Charlotte Flair. Uh, the Charlotte Flair stuff, you know, Bianca feels kind of like overlooked, but um, having Bianca hit the KOD on Rhea Ripley, like it kind of like signals that she is a threat, and you know, uh, Rhea Ripley should really keep her eyes on uh, eyes on the prize, or you know, like know thy enemy a little bit better rather than you know running up and down from NXT and Raw. Uh, she's worrying up too much about the future and not the present. And I think Bianca getting uh, the advantage on her is definitely uh, like a sign of that. Um, what else did they do? I thought uh, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say it made me uh, I wouldn't say it made me hype, but it, I'm excited for it. Um, the tag team match between the uh, uh, Weights and uh, Undisputed Era, uh, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly, just a little silly vignettes that they were doing was really good. Uh, what else is happening on the card? Yeah, the T, uh, the Tegan Knox stuff, like obviously fantastic. Mark Henry doing the promo for Keith Lee and Donovan Dijakovic was fantastic. Yeah, absolutely amazing stuff. Uh, I personally, the Cameron Grimes match versus Johnny Gargano did not make me excited for the Johnny Gargano match uh, versus uh, versus Finn Balor at Portland. Uh, I, I mean, it, it just I, I, it just did it. I think okay. So Johnny Gargano has not had a singles match since uh, October second of two thousand nineteen. Uh, that was against um, Shane Thorne. It was that was his last singles match before he. Was oh hurt. my god! It came it came out. Um, I, I think in particular with the Cameron Grimes match, that was just kind of. Him getting off the ring rust and to show that, you know, he still had something with the singles to kind of show off. Just to go off the point which you said about Bianca Belair, I like that she hit the KOD on Rhea Ripley because the, they're incidentally like playing off this whole thing where Rhea could be overlooking her. She's been super involved with Charlotte. She's been showing up to Raw every week, kind of stalking Charlotte a little bit, beating up Sarah Logan. And which beating up Sarah Logan don't get you no points. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, with that, and I like that, you know. Well, sorry to Santana Garrett, she just caught it. She was just in the wrong place at the wrong time <laughs> and just caught it from <laughs> Bianca. But I like that they're keeping her as a threat, even though she may not win. I, I like, you know, with the Royal Rumble, she tied the. Uh, most eliminations with eight. She's continually looks strong. So, you know, now you have the, the whole thing where you're going to try to create doubt in fans' minds where, you know, well, maybe we could lose, you know. But I don't think, mm -hmm. but we'll get into that more with predictions. Uh, I, I'm going to watch, I mean, I'm going to watch TakeOver anyway. Not only for, the, yeah. you know, record this damn show, but like, it's a TakeOver. Like when have you? When has anybody like missed the takeover? Like this card is solid, from top right. to bottom. You know what I mean? Like you don't need to sell me anymore. Like I think this whole show was basically like uh, people getting momentum. So like Bianca got momentum. Johnny got a, a win. Adam Cole, you know, had a little match with Kushida. Unfortunately, Kushida lost with the hell. But like, um, <laughs> and even the Broser weights, like like you mentioned. Like the the promos that they had were hilarious. It, who would have thought like them getting thrown together in the Dusty Classic, they would be so hilarious together. That's basically you know, uh, uh, dude, where's my car? Yeah, like Matt Riddle is basically straight out of uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, and Pete Dunne is the straight man. You know what I mean? Like he's just mm -hmm. the, the serious guy. 
it plays off so well. And that's all I needed. You know, I didn't need to see Keith Lee and Dominic Dijakovic again. That promo was fine. You know what I mean? Uh, mm-hmm. Leo and Angel Garza, even though I like the first one a little better, I'm excited to see Jordan Devlin and Leo tear it up next week. It did enough. But I was going to watch it yeah. anyway. Like, who, who's going to really damn boycott, like, a, a takeover? It's not going to happen. Like, if you, And if you say that you are, you're lying to yourself. Uh, real quick before we get off the show, I just wanted to talk the futures of Kushida, Bronson Reed, and Cameron Grimes. Uh, these are all guys who took the L this week. Uh, Candice LeRae also took the, the L as well. Um, I know that NXT could get top-heavy at points. You know what I mean? Like, there's mm-hmm. just so much damn talent, and we don't really know what post-Mania NXT uh, is going to look like. So, like, what do you think? Like, are you disappointed with how Kashida's been, been used? Um, are Were you kind of happy that Bronson Reed looked so strong, even though against Roddy and Cameron Grimes took another L? You know what I mean? I will say, everybody... Uh, Candice LeRae, Kushida, Bronte Reed, and Cameron Grimes all looked great in defeat this week. I don't think any of them looked weak. Uh, Kushida really, like, Adam Cole basically won by the skin of his teeth. That's amazing, especially leading up to a takeover, a championship match. Like, that is something heavy. Roderick Strong and uh, Bronte Reed, really good opening match. Uh, Bronson Reed looks very promising. So who knows? Like uh, the North American title being this very like uh, being like the host division now is really sick. And I could definitely see him, you know, in some type of uh, number one contendership match in the future. And then Cameron Grimes looking really good against Johnny Gargano. Um, maybe he would want to face uh, Finn Balor at some point or, you know, try to aim for the North American title himself again. I think, you know, their futures are promising, even though they did lose. Uh, Candice LeRae, unfortunately for her, I, I don't know. I don't see her getting anywhere near that title. I think Candice LeRae, if you wanted to, you could move her to SmackDown or Raw. You know what I mean? Like she, oh, I, absolutely. You know what I mean? It, both shows need faces, and she's a great face. So, like, you can move her there. Uh, what I like about Bronson Reed is, um, Bronson Reed and Kushida, like you said, like they didn't lose. Oh, and even Candice LeRae, like they didn't lose decisively. Candice LeRae lost with a roll-up pin. Bronson Reed looked absurdly strong until he got the knee from Roddy. Uh, Kushida looked great until like, you know, Adam Cole like eked out the win there. Cameron Grimes, I don't know what they're doing with him. Like... I, uh, yeah, he's I a guy that kind of puzzles me. Like, he has great matches, kind of like his gimmick, but it seems like he's caught in this quagmire where, like, Killian Dane is, or, like, even where, like, Damian Priest is. Like, yeah. they're waiting to kind of clear to possibly go for an NXT, like, North American title or something like that. Yeah. Um, with, with Cameron, like, I'm optimistic about Cameron Grimes, but I do agree with your point. Um, I do think that he is going to be something uh, special in NXT someday, just not at the moment with, uh, you know, Undisputed Era being very prominent on the show. Uh, And, you know, us getting a returning Velveteen, just... it's just a lot. Uh, there's just a lot going on right now, so I'm not really sure uh, with him. But I am optimistic for him in the future. Um, Candice LeRae, like definitely, like SmackDown would like love to have her. Like she definitely needs something going on. Um, I don't think you shoot her up to a title program just because she's a face immediately. But I definitely think you know, like uh, she should probably like have some matches with you know, like. Uh, I can't. I haven't watched SmackDown so long. I can't even think of somebody. Uh, one of the heel ladies over there. I'm sorry, I can't think of anybody. But uh, uh, Bailey. No. <laughs> well, you not said yet. Heel. Like uh, uh, Sasha Banks. 
when she yeah. decides when she wants to decide to show up. Oh, when she decides to be healthy. Um, <laughs> no, nah, it, it, it's just uh, just some other face. Like I do, uh, I do think she right now NXT is not the place for her. Yeah, I, I don't think, think uh, with. Uh, Especially with Rhea being the face, uh, kind of like the stuff that's happening with AEW with Nyla Rose and Britt Baker. Like those two are not going to see each other, and then like Rhea Ripley and Candice LeRae, they're not going to see each other. Yeah, and I don't, I kind of don't want Candice to kind of be stuck in this whole like in between with Dakota and uh, Tegan Knox. Yeah, she, you know, like she's she, she literally sister. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? I don't want. I don't want that just to be the thing for her. So, like, move her to SmackDown. Like, yeah, the, she uh, Council Ray didn't need to. Honestly, she didn't really need. They didn't really need to have the match. I think they could have just did like a video package or something. But uh, the match was good, uh, nonetheless. Let's get into these uh, Takeover Portland predictions, man. Let's start off with Rhea Ripley versus Bianca Belair for the NXT Women's Championship. Who do you have? Uh, Bianca Belair. She's my favorite. I love her. Uh, I wa- I would love to see her win. I would like to see how that shakes up uh, Mania, uh, like the Mania card, or just uh, NXT in general and Raw with the um, with the Rhea Ripley and uh, Charlotte stuff. I think it would be something fantastic, and you know, I just think she's a very talented wrestler. I think everybody should go listen to her Chasing Glory episode. Bianca's overcome, like, so much. She's so charismatic. She's hardworking. She, I have said this in the past, she's the total package, man. She's going to, wherever she goes, she's going to be a star. She she just is. Yeah. Um, I'm also going to go with Bianca Belair just because I like chaos. Uh, She did say (laughs) that she wants... She wants to fight Charlotte. That's one of her dream matches. And, you know, maybe you could have a triple threat between Bianca, Rhea, and Charlotte at WrestleMania. Why not, you know? Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Bianca. I really want her to see her. I know Rhea, you know, she deserves her moment. She's had her moment. Um I don't know if they're going to have another long title reign with the women's championship like they've known to have, uh, like with Asuka, like with Shayna Baszler. But I would love to see Bianca have it. I would love to see Bianca yeah. just have a damn title. I mean, like, right? just one. Just one run, you know? Uh, moving on, Finn Balor and Johnny Gargano. Balor. Hmm. Um... Johnny Gargano is a triple crown champion in NXT. I don't think he needs anything. Uh, give it to Balor so he can eventually, like, I don't know, do something else at some point. Uh, Johnny Gargano doesn't need this win. I think I'm going to have to go with Balor, too, because Johnny Gargano, like you said, has done everything in NXT. Uh, Finn Balor is still on a hot streak. I think he's going to eventually go after that title. If Johnny Gargano yeah. loses here in an amazing match, which I think this is, I think this is going to be, um, Shell Stealer, it's not going to hurt him. You know what I mean? Like Johnny losing yeah. is not going to hurt him. I think Finn Balor wins it here. I agree with you too. It looks like we're two for two. So moving on, Fish and Fish and O'Reilly versus the Broserweights for the NXT Tag Team Titles. I'm going to go ahead and say that the Bros are going to win. It's time for the, you know, Fish and O'Reilly, two-time champions, great champions. Um, We've said this uh, previous times. It's time for the Undisputed Era to kind of loosen their grip on NXT and start looking to move on post-Mania. I know SmackDown's a calling. Uh, (laughs) Bros are weights are great. Would love to see them have a little bit of a run with the NXT tag titles. I think that this is where Fish and O'Reilly lose it. Uh, this is a t- like this is a terrible prediction show because I agree. <laughs> I don't. I don't like. Hey, a prediction show where like both hosts just like have the same idea of you. Uh, great minds think alike, but yeah, uh, I'm just I'm 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 inclined to agree. Like. 
you know, uh, Undisputed Era has, you know, prevented a lot of people from winning the title or, you know, just really, like, I don't want to say clogged up the division, but, you know, stuff has been kind of stagnant just a little bit in the tag division. So the Bruiserweights winning here would be great. And if the Revival decides if they ever want to re-sign, just send them back to NXT for the Bruiserweights. (laughs) I mean... They love it in NXT, so I wouldn't be mad. I, would I don't think it. they would be mad about no, it. No, I, I think their their best run was in NXT. I just think that they uh, have more aspirations on being the be the elite than staying in the WWE. Uh, well, guess what? Being the elite don't got an extra zero on that check, so we gonna see. <laughs> Dakota Kai and Tegan Knox in a street fight. Uh, Dakota Kai. God damn it. Like, <laughs> I, 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 I kind of want to say Tegan Knox. She's not going to. This is going My, uh, classic 50 50 booking. I think Dakota Kai has to get the win. They're going to they're gonna um, brutalize each other, though. Uh, I don't know if they're going to get quite death matchy for you. You know what? Never. I don't know. Because Dakota Kai definitely hey, busted Candice's nose this week. Oh yeah, she did do that. Yeah, that looked really bad. But nah, uh, I, I would. Uh, I need to see that violence. You know, the ladies really need to bring it. This doesn't need to be like a standard street fight. Like I want to see it. Like <sighs> I want to see some damn tables. <laughs> I want. I, I want to see some blood. I'm sorry, guys, but I want to see some. I want to see blood sport. Damn it. <laughs> I think you could count Tegan uh, setting up a table and trying to crash through Dakota with it. I think that's going to happen at least once during the match. <laughs> I need two two tables max. Two tables max. That's what that's all I'm asking for. And honestly, like I think once, uh, I don't know. Uh, definitely depending on who wins, like uh, the women's championship will like kind of reflect my view on who will win this match. Uh, and, you know, I, I wouldn't be mad if uh, if they did heel versus heel with uh, Bianca Belair and uh, Dakota Kai because Dakota Kai is a little more, like, malicious than uh, Bianca Belair is. I think Bianca could so, be a little bit more of a tweener. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I think that definitely. she definitely could be a little bit more of a tweener. Uh, so and I, I, wouldn't oppo- I would yeah, love I, to see the match. Yeah, that would be fun. Dakota Kai has has got a real damn mean streak going on. Yeah, uh, oh, she she gonna uh, she gonna kill Tegan Knox out there, and I can't wait to see it. It's gonna be great. Busting noses and yeah, oh, I guess watch out, Tegan. Keith Lee versus Dominic Dijakova for the NXT North American Championship. Keith Lee, man. Keith there ain't no damn, there ain't no damn way, there ain't no damn way, Don Dijakovic is winning this. I'm sorry. They're gonna, you think they're, they are not gonna take the title off Keith Lee so soon? Yeah. That's insane. Uh, if anything, there might be interference, uh, like <laughs> Damian Priest, oh, inter- or oh, yeah. or maybe a certain cross. Killer, cross? killer. Uh, well, we we gonna we gonna see him in the crowd. I don't think he'll run a distraction, but I definitely think they'll do like a post match angle with him, like hopping the barricade or something. Uh, yeah, I I think he, you know, he'll do one of those promos where he's like, you know, he's TikTok and like he's ready to make an <laughs> impact. Now, and I'm not even trying to make fun of him, but he's oh a great my promo. gosh, no, he, he, he TikTok does... ready to make an impact. No, I, I don't think he's gonna say that. I'm just saying, like, he's a great promo, though. He he really is. Like, I know I've been raving yeah. about this guy. I'm happy to see that everybody's gonna see like how good he is, and and maybe he's gonna yeah. be paired up with Scarlet. But I think, yeah, the course of action here is to have that strongman feud, Keith Lee, and uh, possibly Killer Cross. That's gonna be fire. Yeah, uh, this this card is stacked, and I can't believe people were mad that like Velveteen Dream and Roger Strong aren't on this card. I think it makes you, uh, it, you know, 
you look forward to something uh, for next Wednesday, even though it is the NXT after a pay per view. But this is you can't. This card is like really fantastic. Like, first off, the good thing about takeovers is that they are quick. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah, they you know you watch. I think you're done by maybe ten. So you know you get your clothes together for work, or even like wind <laughs> down, or you know maybe have a snack afterwards. Like it's yeah. not going until eleven thirty. Like main, not Raw or SmackDown pay per views. So these are quick, and plus you want to give mm-hmm. Dream and Roderick Strong time, man. You can't burn every single match out of Portland because you have, you know, you have TV just because they're around, you know. You you have you have TV on Wednesday, so what are you gonna have? Like you know what I mean? Like uh, you, the Rob, Rob Stone uh, with uh, Chelsea Green. Oh, <laughs> don't talk to me about that. <laughs> I mean, they're coming back next week. They're doing a rebrand. Yeah, and, uh, yeah I saw that going against Kalen Cross. So maybe. should uh, it should be something? But uh, that's our predictions. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. We got one more match. You can't oh, forget about the bigger match. Wait. Adam Cole versus Tommaso Ciampa. Oh, I am, I am so sorry. <laughs> we we kind of talked about it a little bit earlier, so my fault. Uh, Ciampa. This, uh, this is the one that we differ on. I, I well, you're wrong, Cole. but I think... <laughs> I, I think... Uh, I think Ciampa wins it. I know a lot of people have been talking a lot about like Finn Balor and Cole again... But nah. Okay, real. Okay, real, just no. <laughs> real quick, I have two schools of thoughts on this. If Adam Cole loses the title here, I think that undisputed Era, undisputed era is moving on post Mania anyway. So maybe it's time to phase the undisputed era out before you have a big yeah. make a big feud. So I wouldn't be mad. With him losing it in Portland, I, even though I think that he's going to drop it in Tampa, two, Tommaso mm. Champa, if that promo, awesome, the promo that happened <laughs> after, um, they showed the promo that happened like after the the whole angle to end the show where he talks about you know him not having his WrestleMania moment. Uh, him getting taken yeah. out and like relinquishing the title and not being in New York, uh, you know what I mean? Like, you feel for Champa, like you know what I mean? Like, you're like, damn, you know, like think of what we we didn't have a proper end to that Jar- Gargano feud. Uh, he worked his yeah, ass but, off to get uh, back. I, I I'm I'm not saying that run back the Gargano feud, but like let uh, let let Champa be a two time, you know. Uh, there ain't no issue with that. Adam Cole has had a nice, lengthy reign. Undisputed Era had all the gold at some point. I think it's uh, we could move on. So you think in Portland that it's going to be the era that uh, the end it's, of the era for the Undisputed Era? Yep. It co- it all comes to an end. Okay. Last question before we go: Who do you think? If- uh, if Ciampa wins, who do you think his first challenger is going to be going into Tampa then? Uh, Finn, after he beats Johnny Gorgano. That would actually be a, a good program there. Two sadistic guys who go at nothing yeah. to win. And then, you know, uh, Ciampa got the, uh, you know, has his neck issues and Bauer has put, you know, Gorgano in the hospital. Uh, he put Joaquin Wilder back on the sh- uh Back on the shelf. I don't. I'm not too sure about that. But you know, uh, he had to get his ribs examined again. You know, the 1916 being a very high impact move on the head and neck. Like, oh, that's a man. very dangerous opponent for Champa. And I want to see it. <laughs> this guy just came off a of neck surgery where uh, one, he was losing feeling in his hands. Two, almost lost his career. And you want to see a 1916 where Finn Balor has been doing these damn things on the ramp. On the ramp. <laughs> I would like to see it. Oh, man. Uh, I just don't want another injury angle like they had with uh, uh, Gargano where he was gone for like 
two months. <laughs> you like, I want to keep Chomper yeah. around. Uh, yeah, but uh, he, he'll be okay. That'd be yeah. I think that would be a really good feud, man. Like, that's our show. Uh, I listen. I want to see the makeup and kind of the fallout of Portland the night after because there are a lot of moving parts. The changing of the guard is going to happen in NXT. Like you're going to see a lot of movement soon, hopefully, because there's just a log jam of talent down there. Uh, mm-hmm. I am very intrigued because. I think that this is the night where they're going to swerve a lot. They're like, it's going to be like, like we, you know, choosing Champa. Champa might win, might win it back. It's very possible that Bianca Belair wins. Like, this might be the night of swerves. <laughs> hey, man. This, this takeover is already stacked with amazing talent all across the board. And I think we're going to get great matches despite the result. Uh, but. I root for, I'm rooting for everybody black. Bianca, Dakota Kai, Keith Lee, the Bruiserweights. It's it's our month. <laughs> the, Bruce, the Bruiserweights. Are you crowning them on like, honorary black? <laughs> no. But uh, it's going to be a really good show. I can't wait. Yeah. I can't wait. Yeah. I, I can't wait as well. Like, uh, Okay, uh, show Steeler. What, what do you think the match is going to be the, the Steeler show? Uh, the tag match between uh, Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish, and uh, the Bruiserweights. I'm going to go ahead and say Dakota Kai and Tegan Knox. I think that they really if I don't see, so hard. Um, if I don't see no blood, I'm going to be kind of tight. I ain't going to lie. No, you're going uh, to want to see like, thumbtacks and shit. And, and like, I don't want to see thumbtacks. I just want to see two chicks kill each other because they hate each other that much. Sell it to me. Yeah, I think that they're going to eventually go after each other's legs. There might be a ladder involved. Yeah. Um, like, how how you going to have a blood feud with no blood? Come on. <laughs> as all... <laughs> as always, you can follow us at RC Radio Live on Twitter, Instagram, uh, everywhere. Uh, we have new episode of the Big Eyes podcast. We, of course, we have the new episode mm-hmm. of the A Show, new episode of RSBN, where we're getting ready for All Star Weekend because that is also this weekend. Shit, I forgot about they. That. Uh, they also talked about the XFL, which I am a big fan of already. Um, it's pretty dope. St. Louis Battlehawks, <laughs> where y'all boys at? Hey, we clear to engage, baby. Why did you choose you? You live in Miami. Why did you choose St. Louis? Uh, so one, we don't have a Miami team, duh. And then two, uh, I think the Battlehawks have the coolest logo, so that's why I chose them. Well, you better talk, and you better talk to Vince McMahon and get some expansion <laughs> going next season. I, I, I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> when I saw that the Battlehawks was losing, I was thinking about deleting the tweets real quick. <laughs> But when I saw them scoring them touchdowns, I was just like, yes, yes. The first time I've been into football for a really long time and the team I choose wins? Come on. This is lit. I think Vince McMahon did the right thing and, like, <laughs> with the new rules and, like, making it really entertaining and making the game fast, too. I, you know yes, I mean? like, that's – honestly, that is the massive appeal that uh, the XFL brings is that uh, – it's fairly quick. Games ain't taking three hours and 30 minutes. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's really nice. So, of course, we but, have uh, the new episode of the A-Show and uh, Vampire uh, <laughs> Vampire Shayna Baszler, our NXT Oh, man. Our, our, our goat is out there uh, biting next. You see, I want to see that. I want to see that in the Tegan Knox and Dakota Kai feud. But uh, Shane is on to greener pastures. We will no longer be able to talk about her. And, you know. It's so hard okay. to say. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Of course, you put out a new playlist. Talk yes. about that real fast. Um, I'm taking my mother to the Final Fantasy Distant World Symphony in March. So I created a Final Fantasy, uh, a playlist of all the 
great, fantastic Final Fantasy music that has been, you know, released from one all the way to 15, even 14. I know a lot of people don't play 14 because it's an MMO, but it's, it's a really nice playlist. Also, uh, seven is coming up fairly soon. So if you just want to get yourself in the mood, just l- listen to the, uh, the opening bombing mission. It's a really nice song. Shout out to One Wing Angel and Sephiroth. Yeah, it, it's on there. Try, I got I got all the hits on there. All the nice final uh, Final Fantasy Seven songs are all over it, uh, and I can't wait to take my mother to the symphony. She doesn't know it's Final Fantasy related. She just thinks we're going to a regular symphony. <laughs> <laughs> of course, we have a new episode of the Black Variant uh, where uh, a hilarious episode about uh, Birds of Prey and everything surrounding that. And uh, Joaquin Phoenix's epic awards run. He's won a lot of awards, including the Oscar. And mm-hmm. last but not least, The Lookout. The Lookout has its own branch in RNC Radio. Yes. So follow it at The Lookout RNC on Twitter. Mm-hmm. It's Yeah, it's really dope. I There's a preview episode also, too, right? Uh, yes, uh, they have... They have a direct uh, <laughs> theme after the Nintendo Direct. They just basically talk about, you know, the move to a new branch and all the stuff that they will be doing in, uh, in the near future. Uh, the summer at Kami House, just uh, different things that they're going to be going on in there. And if Meals or Jeffy are listening to it right, listening to this right now, I would love, love, love to talk about Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> I just want to tell everybody how big of a loser Kaiba actually is. <laughs> I'm gonna tell the truth. <laughs> yeah, so that's it. Uh, enjoy your Valentine's Day weekend, whether you're single, where you're spending with somebody. You got All Star Weekend. You got NXT Takeover. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, a lot going on that's this weekend. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> hey, maybe you can watch uh, Takeover with your boo if she's into that. Uh, yeah, or you know, force her to do it. Yeah, it don't matter. <laughs> Like, hey, uh, hey, boo, yeah, that's Finn Balor, and then that's Johnny Gargano, <laughs> and then you know what I mean? Like, and they hate each other, yeah. so they, yeah, so everybody have fun next, uh, this weekend and the next. We'll be wow, mess that up. Have fun this weekend, <laughs> and we'll be back next week. 